everyone. Welcome to So Fast, So Furious, the ultimate Fast and Furious podcast. Uh, Dominic Toretto lives his life a quarter mile at a time, and so we're watching the entire Fast and Furious franchise a quarter hour at a time. I'm your co-host, Zach Vesetta. I'm Vito Lepicola. Vroom, vroom, bitches. It's Anthony Ray Bench. And just like the franchise, I stumbled on that opening a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's a first. That's a first I for know, us. right? Well, usually, yeah. Because, usually uh, you are like a machine. Like you just always <laughs> nail it like right on time. It's been a while. Time. Yeah, it's, it's been a long as, while. As usual. But like I said, this is kind of where the franchise takes a U-turn for me. So maybe it's a- a- appropriate. <laughs> We've all I been love- dreading this one. <laughs> I love that uh, U-turn is also the phrase because that has to do with driving. So Exactly. Oh, I've been yeah. thinking about that one for a while. Um, <laughs> you had it written down in your notes. Use U-turn somewhere. You know, it's interesting with uh, the Fast X coming out soon, uh, our Facebook, which I don't monitor or respond to or anything, but has been getting a lot of messages lately. Have you I've noticed, noticed that? that. It's always, noticed it's always that. though, just people who are like, hi. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Are, are people that seem to think we're Dom or Vin Diesel somehow? <laughs> I, I was telling Man, I this to. Yeah, I was telling this. Hey, to, thanks for writing to the so fast, so furious <laughs> fan page. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we should be one of those assholes that like exploits it. Like, hey, this is really Vin Diesel. Send us money. No, no, <laughs> no. That'd be awesome. Target gift cards. <laughs> it's yeah. for my D and D club <laughs> um no i i was telling zach about this uh earlier before we were recording like i'm i'm single and and i recently went back into the hellscape that is the dating apps so every time my phone chimes i'm like oh it's a pretty girl wanting to take me out on a date and i'm just like oh no it's someone weird in who's, Guatemala. <laughs> yeah someone messaging us on our facebook yeah palm palm laville and it says hi yeah <laughs> In just very difficult to pronounce names, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we've we've made it to Fate of the Furious, which Anthony was telling me earlier was the first one of these he had ever seen, which yep. is a what sad, a horrible, plot. horrible introduction to the series. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's, like I, seeing, I was... that's like seeing uh, the Phantom Menace before you've seen the original Star Wars. Yeah, it's like it's like starting with Rocky Five. Yeah. Oh God. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> I, uh, I I was writing for Film Threat, and for whatever reason, even though I told him I wasn't a fan and I had no familiarity with the series, um, Chris Gore put me on that fucking movie, and I'm like sitting there in the theater, and and luckily I had Matt Kyle there to uh, kind of tell me what was happening, but still, like, there's a difference between someone kind of running down an entire seven movie franchise. Then you know, experiencing it yourself, I was so lost. And yeah, did Chris make y'all watch it in a car? <laughs> that's that's a that's a deep cut. Uh, when we first started doing the podcast, Chris Gore was like really adamant about us doing it in a car, and we none of us wanted to fucking do that. That was the stupidest. It also makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was the stupidest idea. Um, I mean, but I like it is the funny idea conceptually. But like sitting in swar or like during the winter, sitting in a car, recording a podcast is not a pleasant sounding thing. 
Look, I've I've recorded plenty of podcasts in my day in the car, and actually, Matt, Kyle, and I had to record a podcast, and he did a really good rundown of the series in that podcast, and we recorded it in the Universal uh, Studios parking lot in our car. Uh, so I, I don't know, maybe Chris got kind of hung up on that, um, but yeah, it was definitely a weird, jarring experience jumping into a franchise eight movies and not having any frame of reference outside of like, Hey, there's cars. That's mm-hmm. all I know. They're, they're cars. They're fast and they're furious. That's. And it also, I, I know. think the movie almost relies on you having seen the majority of the earlier films. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say this one more so than any of the other ones. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of callbacks. There's a lot of characters that kind of pop up. Where it's like, I have no idea who these people are, but if you watch, you know, Fast and the Furious four, like that's where they're from. Like I yeah. It, it was it was a very confusing uh theater going experience and it's kind of a trip to like be back. Like, you know, I I, I watched this one. I you know, we as a podcast went back to the first one and now we've caught up and Full circle. uh yeah, yeah. I'm not looking forward to this because I remember sitting in the theaters just going like, this movie fucking sucks. When is it going to be I mean, be I am, though. I mean, like, it does suck, Like, I, but I agree. But it's almost like it, it'll be interesting to pick it apart, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, and, you know, like, oh, I, I Pick would... it apart, Anthony Shall. <laughs> <laughs> um no, no, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, and also I, I, I love working with you guys, and and it's Aww. it's a lot of fun doing this Thank show, you. and <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, it, it's going to be a good time, but it's going to be a a painful watch, um, and just I can only imagine me just watching this movie on my own with no other intentions. That would never happen. That would be like my personal hell. Well, Vito, you had been into the series as a whole when you saw this one, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I saw them from the first film on. Mm -hmm. I think I skipped too fast uh, in the theaters because it didn't look appealing to me. But then I wish we skipped it. I I I may I may have said this before, but I was at uh, at a movie screening at Grauman's Theater and I walked into the. auditorium and there's a line of people and I go, what's this for? And they were like, Oh, we're here to see the preview screening of fast and furious three. And I was like, Oh, uh, what's this line? And they go, these are the people who've been approved already. I just hopped in the line. I had no ticket or anything. I just hopped in and went in and, uh, I loved the third one. And so then I was like, okay, I'll, I'm, I'm in for the rest of the franchise. And so, yeah, I've seen everything in the theater except for the second film. But what, what was your, were you going into fate? sort of with lowered expectations? No, I was very excited. Um, I loved four through, well, I, I love three. Three is still my favorite for, because I'm a Japanophile. So for me, like, that's just like everything. But uh, I loved four, five, and six. I thought seven was good. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of, you could see where the flaws were in terms of how they had to piece it together. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited for eight because I was like, okay, now, let's see what they're going to do with this. Let's see how they're going to move on without Paul Walker and stuff. And then I was like, Oh, they needed Paul Walker really bad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of, this was the beginning of the heartbreak for me, but 
Well, I will say, even when I first saw this, when knowing what the per, the sort of general uh, re- reception was by then, I still enjoyed this opening. I, I, I thought it was dumb, but in a fun way. Right. So, well, these these are really they 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 get a little dumber as they go. It's kind of like Homer Simpson, how in the first episode of the uh, the series he was he was kind of dumb, but he wasn't a full on idiot, and now he's like mentally challenged and For you sure. know has a has a something in his brain or whatever that makes him slow. But like, Would never have been hired at a nuclear power plant to begin with. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know. And- you know another good example of that where like a character starts out like really really like smart or not smart but like different and then just completely goes off the rails with dumb uh community the character of Britta Britta oh, yeah. like, starts yeah. out being like very smart very independent and then like by season 2 she's just like the dumb character and that always kind of baffles and everybody me. around her like treats her like crap it's all Yeah <laughs> Well, I think that's kind of typical because that happened to kind of Joey Tribbiani on Friends a little bit, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Then he got like really stupid. Um, That happened to Ross, though, too, because Ross was normal. I I didn't watch that show religiously, but I remember him being somewhat normal. And by the end, he was Hugh Grant. I, 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 Rachel. It was like, just, I hate that guy, but. That's that's yeah. beside. Fair the point. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, we can um, only postpone this for so long. <laughs> you're tr- really trying to stall here. Where, oh, where, I, where, I I did want to throw some 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 info out. Uh, yeah, let's do it. I haven't done this. I didn't do this for the seventh movie, I think. But uh, so this was the first major Hollywood film to shoot in Cuba since the 1950s. So wow. um, yeah, so this was kind of a landmark film in that aspect. It's also the first in the series to feature two Oscar-winning actors, Dame Helen Mirren and Charlize Theron. Uh, Mirren is in the film specifically because she did an interview on the Graham Norton show in 2007, and she said that she loved the Fast and the Furious franchise, and she'd practically do it for free. So Vin Diesel heard that and literally wrote a part for her in this movie and brought her in. And uh, that is how you she got Chris into this. Morgan write a part in it. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was Vin Diesel's idea to. I got a uh, character for you. Yeah, exactly. It's an old lady. It's Dame Helen Mirren, and you got to make her do something stupid because she's an Oscar winner. Uh, (laughs) But uh, this this also um, has. uh, It's written by Chris Morgan. Cinematography is by Stephen Winden, who did uh, Tokyo Drift. And then six, seven, eight, nine, and he's doing ten. So he's the regular guy. I noticed this has a lot more color, which which I'll talk about later. Um, so as we know, this one was directed by F. Gary Gray, who is a hit or miss director, much like Antoine Fuqua. You know, uh, F. Gary Gray made Friday, set it off, The Negotiator, The Italian Job, Law Abiding Citizen, and Straight Out of Compton. And he also gave us the horrendous Get Shorty sequel, Be Cool and Men in Black International. So he's he's either like one of those directors who's fantastic or is hit, you know, I, I think he kind of missed with this one. I, I get a sense that he was like, hey, I need a new pool. Uh, sure, I'll make this movie for you. Uh, yeah. And then uh, finally, um, this is, uh, buh, 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 buh. The, oh, well, I'll, I'll talk about the cars when we get into the movie, but that that's kind of like the setup is that this is the first film that was shot in Cuba in, since and this is back to Justin Lin, correct? 
For what? That's very great. What the fuck? I'm just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my mind, I want to go back to Justin Lin. Yeah, Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Motherfucker. Okay, so we open on a beautiful road somewhere going right through a huge body of water with a red car driving on it. We're creatively alerted that it's Havana, Cuba, and we get shots of the red car driving through the city. They did that thing where I think they've done it in previous films where the name of the city and sort of your typical kind of Chiron is like written across the ocean. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's this opening shot is is gorgeous and and really neat. Like, you know, it's just the the road, the way that kind of like goes out in the ocean. It's very narrow through the ocean. Yeah, yeah, I I thought that was really neat. Those, those shots, by the way, uh, so the Cuban government would not give them permission to use drones because they thought that they were spy equipment. So they actually had to take helicopters and airplanes and they were allowed to fly over the city for this. So this was, I, I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, this was a, literally a historic event. I'm surprised it didn't get more press, you know, that this wasn't a major selling point for the movie that they were able to shoot there for the first time. So, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty interesting. Place. Yeah. I almost said country, but I guess uh, what state, island, what do we call it? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I guess it'd be considered an island, but it's also a country. I mean, it's its own, you know. Right, but it's it's technically a, a state or it's it's not a s- official state of the U.S., but we own it or something. No, Cuba. I'm thinking of Puerto Rico. The oh, U.S. owns everything, whether or not people believe it or want to know. <laughs> I'm getting my small Latin countries mixed up. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> So the film turns into a commercial for a wine cooler pretty quickly with lots of cars, people <laughs> dancing and a couple of butts for good measure. Yeah. Uh, what, would, what would it be without a without a butt montage, man? That, oh, man. It's, that's like the one of the staples of the franchise. Thank God. Butts in these films are like Doritos. You can't eat. You can't have just one. It's got to be multiple butts. Spoken like a true copywriter, Zach. <laughs> 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 oh my god excuse me actually it's some sort of car show and we see dom and letty leaning under the hood of a blue car chatting with uh a dad and son pair of cuban mechanics about how resourceful they are like using a boat engine to keep the blue car running so i, I guess they've stuck a, a boat engine in their car yeah that's, that's oh go ahead uh it's gonna I was going to say it. Letty has, has never looked better. Like Michelle oh, yeah. Rodriguez is gorgeous in this opening. I never, I wait a minute. I thought you weren't a fan of, I I'm, I'm starting. Are you being facetious here? No, I'm being oh, serious. Okay. Yeah, like she's, she, she's starting to enter her like milfy phase. She's yeah. stunning here. Yeah, she's, dude. I I've always thought she was gorgeous. You know what I mean? I like, I like a really saucy, you know, kind of mouthy, mean, kind of Latina girls. Stinks. Very sexy. Uh, do you guys know why all of those cars are old in the opening of the movie? Uh, why they're old? Yeah. all. If you notice, every single car in the opening of this film in Cuba is from the 50s. And that's because uh, Castro banned any cars, any cars being imported into Cuba after he took over. So literally, the only cars that they have in Cuba are from the 1950s and and back. So the idea that they put that that uh, that uh, boat 
engine in there would be real because their their cars are literally from the 1950s and they do whatever they can to keep them up and running. So all of the cars are from the late 50s, early 60s, and nothing after that is in Cuba. That's why every car in the opening is old. It's kind of cool, it right? It also makes the, uh, the rest of this sequence make a lot more sense. Or not, or it puts more context into it, I guess. Yeah. Um, suddenly, a lady runs up to tell Dom that his cousin is in trouble. Dom kind of grins about this and doesn't seem to be too concerned. Uh, but he finds his cousin arguing with some other other guy. The cousin is saying he can't make a living without his car, and this tough dude says that it's not his problem. The guy greets Dom and welcomes him to his island, saying that he's heard of him, and Dom asks why his cousin's car is about to get towed. Um, Apparently, cousin Toretto owes this guy some money, and he's going to take his car as payment. Dom tells cousin that he has to live up to the deals that he makes, and the tough guy says that he's going to live up to it. Somehow Dom reads into this that the guy is taking cars from Cuban natives and selling them to Americans. So that's what I'm saying. Dude, I I love the fact that we don't even get his cousin's name. Like they just come running up. Your cousin is in trouble. They're not like Ricky or like, you know, Patrick is in trouble. It's like your cousin is in trouble. Exactly. And and I had to rewind it in a throwaway. Letty finally says his name. Which I will reveal when we get to it. Okay. But yeah, it's like the bad guy is Raldo, by the Raldo. way. That guy. Do they uh, with an R. R A L D O. Raldo. Do they ever say it out loud? I don't think so. Interesting. I, I looked it up. I, I looked up a couple of articles on the Cuba stuff because I thought it was really interesting and they mentioned his name in the article. Otherwise, yeah, he's a he's nameless villain number one. Although he is really good, like the actor in general. Like he's really yeah. like got a good air of menace. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so he's about to tow Cousin's car um, and potentially sell it to America. Uh, Letty tells this guy in, in Spanish that he should show his people some respect. And the guy tells her to watch her mouth. And she kind of laughs because she knows that the guy just pissed off Dom. But cool-headed Dom says he's going to keep it about the cars and that if the guy wants it, he should get it the right way. Race for it. And the guy here is a little confused. He says, but he already owns the car. And Dom says, nay, nay, not his car, <laughs> my car. For his uh, his Impala, I believe it is. Uh, cousin is a beautiful is car, by the way. That's a beautiful car. It was a nice car. Yeah, yeah the red one. Yeah. What's that? The red one? Yes. Yeah, the yeah. one that was driving... Um, and again, I really I thought this whole opening was was actually pretty cool, as silly as it gets. Yeah, um, and mm-hmm. I, I I think Vin Diesel's acting was really really. Uh, I agree. Great in this, like it it, it kind of harkened back to the first one where he's being cool and calm and collected, not like super macho, like super badass. Like he's, he's just playing kind it of, just the right sort yes. of balance. Yeah, you guys want to know why that is. Yes. Why is that? Because this the the Vin Diesel said that uh, Fast Seven was made for Paul, Fast Eight was made uh, by Paul, 
basically the idea was that his influence is going to be all over this movie. There's some other facts that I'll talk about when we go later through the, through the film. There's some scenes where they added little homages to Paul Walker, but they made the opening scene about a street race because they wanted to harken back to the first film because people were complaining about the spy stuff. So they were like, let's, let's start the movie out with a little homage to Paul and a, and, and a race. So it's supposed to make you think about that first movie, which is, I think why his acting kind of subliminally he's going back to that original Dom that, that we got at the start of the franchise. So, well, I wish yeah, you'd fucking stay there. <laughs> <laughs> he's got real, like his facials are great. Like his delivery to me, I thought was, was really good around here. Yeah. He's uh, a really good actor, man. He just, I think he falls into the ego category too much sometimes, you sure. know, but, but he can really, I mean, it's come on. He's, he's great as Dom. Absolutely. Uh, Cousin is still worried and tells Dom that the guy has the fastest car on the island. Dom says it doesn't matter what's under the hood, only who's behind the wheel. Is that is that the first time we hear that in this series? Because I, I do remember it being in Fast 9 and a couple. I, I can't remember if it was one of the things that was said throughout the series. I don't recall okay. that. I know that they, cool. they, they cool call line. back to it. Yeah, they call back to it later. In, in, I think, nine, there's a line in the movie where somebody throws that out. And he's like, you're right. I wonder if, it, I mean, it's been so long, it's possible it's mentioned in the first movie. Yeah, that is very possible, yeah. It's like, a familiar line for me, so I should have looked that up before we recorded. But Well, maybe someday we'll rewatch the first one again. Uh, the the tough guy, what did you say his name was? Ronaldo. Raldo. Raldo. It's, yeah, it's R-A-L-D-O, Raldo. Okay, just for clarity. Yeah, it's short for Geraldo maybe or something. I don't know. Gotcha. I will break my rule in this case just uh, for clarity. So Raldo says, uh, my rule being that I don't say their name unless it is explicitly said in the film with the whole Giselle debacle. Uh, Can you imagine if someone started our podcast with this episode? <laughs> Go back, Felton. What are you doing? <laughs> we appreciate it, but please go back and start the saga the way it was intended. Yes, listen through one. our very first awkward uh, episodes. I love our first awkward episodes, but no one would know about your rule. Everybody would be like, it's not a big deal. But it is a big deal. To are, you making, are you making a comparison to you seeing Fast 8 out of sequence and the person yes. listening to the podcast out of sequence? Absolutely. I, well, I'm not sure only it would be a similar experience. Not only Giselle, but also uh, Hobbs's daughter. Her, her name is never explicitly said in the films. Um, Wait, he didn't name her woman. <laughs> child, 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 get over here, child. You don't, you don't uh, go by your middle name until you're 18. Her middle, her middle name being woman, child, um, <laughs> child, woman, woman Hobbs, Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how they wrote these screenplays, if you think about it. No. Person, person. Hey, you want to race? Person two. Sure. Hobbs. <laughs> Whatever his line is. Um, so Raldo says that Dom should race in his cousin's beat-up old car, and they aren't doing no quarter mile. They're doing a Cuban mile, which I assume is the same as a regular mile. Yes, uh, that, is, that is something that specifically was created by F. Gary Gray 
to to make people go, oh, it's different than the quarter mile. That's literally something he threw in the screenplay. But a mile is different than a quarter mile. A Cuban mile is a mile and one inch. <laughs> because they, they like to take it a little further. Exactly. Just a little bit. <laughs> so they're doing a, a Cuban mile. Dom agrees to this, and the, and the crowd cheers. They're very into the, the what's going on here. <laughs> And I know that we're not going to be able to cut out any of these coughs, so I apologize. Did you hear that? I because I I muted my mic. No, wow, we heard it, really it loud cough. and clear. Yeah. Wow. Wait, hang on, hang on. Can you hear me right now? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's weird. Okay, so my mic sucks because I I turned it off, and you can still hear it. Well, geez. I'm not cutting any of this. I'm too lazy. Sorry, exactly. folks. Folks, just just for those of you at home, I'm using a Blue Yeti mic. I literally hit the off button. <laughs> And coughed, and then Boy, now it's contagious. Know, okay. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm sitting there like nobody heard that, and then Zach's like, "We're not cutting that cough out." And I'm like, "Really? Nope. Well, because I coughed it earlier." You and, it? Oh, boy. Yeah. That's all right. It's contagious. You know, we live our lives a quarter cough at a time. Deal. <laughs> that's, with it. that's right. Uh, so the the crowd is into this race. They've got nothing better to do. Uh, Raldo gets ready in his. <laughs> they got nothing better. To... It's Cuba. What are we gonna do? Let's watch exactly. the race. The, well, I, I, famous. I, I will say this: the extras, like more so than any of the previous movies, maybe like maybe the first, they look like they're having a really good time. Oh like, yeah, that's what I'm it's like a commercial yeah. where it's like, hey, it's a party. We're happy to be here. There's some sort of alcohol, I'm sure. Yeah, well, like remember, like a is, little first. Yeah, it's the first production in 70 years or whatever it is. So like, yeah. these people are probably giddy with excitement. Not only yeah. that, but holy shit, a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, and you I know? mean, think about the money that was pumped into the economy. I mean, that, that had to have been a major experience for them. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so Raldo's in his big muscle car, and Cousin tells Dom that his car is the slowest on the island. Dom starts pulling parts off the car to make it lighter, presumably, and says it was the lightest. Note, note that he does no actual automotive work on the car. He just lightens it. So it's like yeah. it, it was the slowest. Now it's the next slowest for that guy who yeah, still has a grill. I love how they linger on him holding the hood just like for an uncomfortable amount of time. Like he could have put that down. But like they really had to have him like sitting there just holding it for like a good. If like, I do minute. this, my muscles yeah. will bulge out for a good ten yeah. seconds, so people will see I'm still in shape. Look how light it is! It's like a feather. <laughs> it's like yeah. nothing to me. It, it's so uh, ridiculous. It's probably made of wood. Like in real life, it's probably made of wood. It's like balsa. Yeah, very yeah. likely. Uh, Dom tells him to take out the doors, the chairs, the battery, everything except the motor question does the car not need the battery that seems important. i would assume the car needs the battery i it doesn't make understand. a lot of sense to me yeah yeah uh finally get a name for cousin letty calls him fed um and asked a uh, fed asks letty why she has laughing gas wait a and minute his name is fed f-e-d that's, that's what she called him hmm. wow and does the does imdb say something different I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look it up. I I tried to find him, but uh, it's so. There, a lot of the characters don't even have pictures because I guess they exactly. were locals. Yeah, so I couldn't. I couldn't find his picture in time. I so. believe she called him Fed. 
It's hilarious. I, I couldn't my, my the DVD was weird. I couldn't figure out subtitles for a bit. So watch yeah. Feb. It's just a really bad Cuban slur. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she threw it away Jeez. Uh, here comes Feb Toretto yeah well she tells him it's not laughing gas it's Cuban Nas which again what's the difference that makes no that 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 has to be one of the dumbest lines in the uh, yeah. in the franchise I guess Cuba has its own version of everything I mean why uh, would it be first of all why would they have Nas if they didn't have I, I, it doesn't make sense because they didn't have race cars, right? They wouldn't have had race cars because all of their cars were from the 50s. Well, you don't have to have a race car necessarily to hook it up with Cuban Nas. I mean, I assume they're just making homemade Nas if that's a possibility and jerry rigging it into their vehicles. Sounds like somebody would be getting blown up, but. Uh, likely. Well, you got to be good. Oh, you know, I think his name might be Fern, not Fett. It says Fernando, John Marco Santiago, but I I could be wrong. Well, I mean, that makes more sense than Fed. Well, we'll go with Fern, Fernando, or maybe, maybe Fed is somehow a shortened version of Fernando some places. Who knows? Let's, let's be honest. Does it really matter? We're never going to see that. They're going to do a spinoff with this guy later and maybe we'll give a shit. Like like he's, he's a bland, you know, pretty boy who's like, I don't have a car. He's like such a cliche. You might as well call him. Well, he's not a MacGuffin, but he's just a reason for this (laughs) opening. Hey, it's me, your cousin, red herring. (laughs) Exactly. I have the excuse you need to get into a race. Oh, good luck, Tom. <laughs> yes. Ole. That's the right Um, So Dom takes the pull tab from Fern's Coke can and uses it to rig up some kind of poor man's turbo system that Brian showed him. He says this is something that the buster showed him uh, back in L.A., I guess. Uh, I missed Letty, that. Yeah, he says it's something the buster showed me. Uh, Letty tells That's cool. him it's which is why I thought it was interesting, Vito, you mentioned that they were had worked in just little references like that, which I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Letty tells him it's way too fast for that car, and it's going to be a bomb. Dom tells her it only needs to go a mile. A, a Cuban bit, mile. Right. Uh, a bit later, Dom and Raldo were at the starting line, revving their vehicles in front of an excited crowd. And this time... Some chick wearing a skirt that is essentially pointless comes up to start the race. Yeah, she she was, she was short quite, dress. She she was quite fetching. Oh yeah. Um, the camera lingers on her a little longer than it needs to, and I was all for it. It's like who? What's the decision process, and who gets to do? Is it just the hottest chick? I mean, I liked it when oh, it was yeah, just fucking Hector in the first movies, like ready, fucking go. And you're done. No, you know, it's, it's gotta be, I mean, if you really think about it, like this is Hollywood at its most hedonistic, because I mean, the casting call has to be, we need hot young people. We need asses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, I mean, you know, why, why beat her on the bush? Like they, they probably had her on set. The director was probably like, Oh, I like her. Let's put her, you know what I mean? Like she's probably an extra and she was just then singled out as a featured yeah. extra. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, trust me when I, when I worked as an extra in, so when I moved to, to LA, I was an extra for about a year. And, uh, as, as 
much as you don't want to admit it, casting couch stuff happens all the time. I'm not saying this girl did the casting couch, but I mean, I was on the set of Seventh Heaven. There were these two like really cute blondes. They just kept happening to go over and talk to the AD and ah, ha, ha, ha. and then all of a sudden they disappeared. And an hour later, the girl's like, we got our SAG cards. Hmm. You, you, you know, you do the math. And they were featured in the episode on camera up close. You know, I mean, I'm sure she was well, dancing around the director and he was like, let's give her a maybe shot. Let's audition for it. We don't know. This, maybe she, maybe she you, was are a using audition movie. with quotation marks no. around. <laughs> no, I mean, we don't know. I'm going to show you the Cuban casting couch. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, of course, not only uh, was she. I, I, I wanted to add something that has nothing to do with this just because I thought it was really interesting. I, I watch a YouTube channel that does movie reviews called Hack the Movies. And recently I was watching them review the uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. And I went back and to and checked this out to to make sure. They, they showed like little examples on screen and stuff like that. But if you go back and watch those, like all the extras that are featured on camera are like tall, beautiful, like busty blondes that like jump up and down excitedly when Spider-Man is swinging through the city. And like, now that I've seen that, like I will He's never watch this again, I guess. Yeah. I will never be able to unwatch it. It what is so surprises deliberate. me is that like, you didn't notice that the first time around, like everybody I else. I haven't seen this since I yeah I watched the DVD, to be honest with you. That, yeah, that even I, happens in, in Spider-Man 2 when Doc Ock gets oh, all of them. There's there's shots of like these really busty uh wearing sunglasses glasses yeah. going ah and screaming in their breasts. Yeah, he's he's totally exploitative. Yeah, well now that we just, we just got the poor man canceled now. We just got <laughs> Remy canceled. Oh no, not at all. But this girl, of course, has to say some dumb shit before she starts the race. She says are you ready for this? My in Spanish. Are you ready for this, my family? This is Havana. Be fast, be safe, but don't be last. And then she starts the race, and they drive off. Very you know poetic. She says, she says it with such charm and aplomb and Hell charisma no. that I don't care. I didn't hear no. a word she said. I just watched her be it's a happy. Love language. Dude, I will say this. <laughs> it's a love language. It is. I will say this. There is something to be said about seeing someone who's so effervescent and like, like you could tell she was really excited to be on camera. So like, you know, that, that carries over that charisma is like, I didn't care what she said. But it reminded me of the British girl. It's like, did she write this speech? Is she improving it? Is she, is it something that she just says every time they race? Why is she talking? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, I just thought it was bizarre. It was just an odd I think I think that's their cinematic way of getting you to uh, to get excited for the race because in real life they probably go goo, you know. That's and what then, I said, like I felt like with Hector in the first movie, it was just a little more realistic. Which this is very Hollywood, of course. You, you, you we got rid of realism in these movies at the end of the second film. Okay, it's six films later, my friend. I think you should realize that. Like at the end of the first film, sir. The realism. That's why I see the Fast and the Furious movies right. for the realism. Like you see, you see these cars; they all have four wheels. Have you noticed that? That's realism. Come on, exactly. Sorry, uh, I can give you too much shit. Not at all. 
Uh, Raldo and Dom are racing through the streets of Havana. And I'll just say again for clarity. So it turns out that they basically two people from each side are on bikes that are directing traffic. So at first it just like, there's just some dudes on sort of motorcycles stopping traffic. So the racers can drive through intersections safely. But what I assumed was happening is that there were people designated to do this, which it turns out is not the case. So Dom has really, because yes. I know one of them was Letty and, and Fernando, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so even they don't, people. Yeah, Dom they don't establish people. it like that it's them, which is weird. You could just tell by the way she goes, hey, what's happening? And you're like, is that Letty? Well, no. Well, well at first we see two random dudes on motorcycles. So yeah. as, since we hadn't been introduced to them, I assumed they were doing it for the race. Not yeah, that yeah. Dom also had his two people blocking right. Yeah, it's not it's not very well laid out. Exactly. Yeah, because like I said, I didn't realize it was Letty and Fern until she said something, and I went, "Oh, that's Letty!" Like they didn't even show her putting on the helmet and going, "Come on," or yeah. anything. It just they just appeared. I I thought they showed her putting on the mask. They may have. Well, they did. Yeah, because she's she's there. Maybe next that's to the Dom. extended cut. No, 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 no. She's there next to Dom because it's that shot of Dom that's been in a million memes where he's kind of yeah. grinning or whatever. And yeah, she I don't think she says anything. She just kind of grins at him and puts the, the mask on. So they do show it, but it's like through a window and easy to miss. Mm. Um, well, I didn't miss it. <laughs> but Dom, Dom crashes through some garbage and Raldo says that that car belongs in the trash. It does. I was thinking that when he's like, hey, your cousin owes me money and he's going to pay what I was like, that car can't possibly be worth what that guy borrowed. Well, but he needs it to work. We, we're not told what his work is, but he's like, I can't make a living without my car. Now, see, that's the spinoff we all need. It's like the bicycle thieves, mm-hmm. except it's him and his car. For those of you who don't know the bicycle thieves, it's a famous Italian movie about a man who relies on a, it's during the depression. He relies on his bike that he just bought to, to put up posters around town to make money for his family. And someone steals his bike. And the rest of the movie is him trying to get the bike back and the tragedy that happens with between he and his son. That is a movie I would watch. But hey, as a Toretto, I need my car. And then somebody steals it. And it's him going through Cuba trying to find his car. Sure. That's that. That's the spinoff. Chris Morgan. Write it, Vito. You can you can take that one for, and it's just called Cousin Toretto, <laughs> Cousin T. <laughs> um, Raldo pulls ahead, but Dom uses his Cuban Nas and surges back at, up. So they're basically neck and neck. Uh, Raldo tries to knock Dom into oncoming traffic, but Dom swerves as his car starts to overheat. Fern and Letty are also helping to stop traffic, which I guess it's there. I kind of figured out, oh, there's two sets. And they follow, but they see that the other set of bikers are going in, I guess, a direction that they shouldn't be going in. And so they decide to follow them. And then those two guys get a phone call from Raldo, who says to ghost him, which apparently means driving up a side street and pushing their motorcycle in front of Dom's car. Well, I think so. If you really think about it, that's really nefarious because ghost him means kill him so that he's a ghost, right? So, like, they really had call him after a date. 
It's yeah, what? I was going to say. What, what is it going to go? What is it going to go? Hey, if I win this race, you'll never hear from me again. Exactly. Why it's should not- he text it? Uh, and Dom gets slowed down. Raldo says, adios, Toretto. But with a much cooler accent than that. By the way, did you guys notice that this entire race sequence is, is very obviously sped up? Like you could tell by the frame rate. If you go back and watch the sequence, I totally believe you could you, tell right? that those cars were not going fast and that no, they, they either can't. cut. Yeah. But I mean, even for the movie, they could have put a, a kit over a fast car. But like you could tell that they sped it up by either cranking up the uh, the speed of the film or they cut out frames of the movie to make I it look like it was for safety. I mean, come on. What well, have they ever had safety in these movies? How fast can you drive a car? I don't know. I mean, that, that's also true because those streets are very narrow. Nobody's shot there in, in decades, so who knows? I don't know. <laughs> that, it just that, looks cranked up and fake. <laughs> that sounds like a really bad tagline for the entire Fast and the Furious franchise. How fast could you drive a car? <laughs> just on top of the poster. Totally. <laughs> Yeah. How fast do you think you can drive? It took 14 movies to find out. <laughs> so fast that your engine apparently glows red. Like it's yeah, in a fucking video game. I couldn't figure out. I mean, presumably it's the motor because I guess that's the only thing they left in there. Yeah. So the, the engine is about to explode. It's a bomb, like Letty said. Exactly. And Raldo, uh, Raldo's guys pull away. Dom says, okay, Buster, let's see if this works. Obviously speaking to his friend, Brian, who is very much alive. That's what I'm saying. It like, it sounds like he's talking to his deceased friend who's up in heaven. I mean, yeah. I get what they're yeah. doing. It just yeah. has that ring to me for some reason. Was it, was it you, Zach, who said that you had the theory that, that, Brian does die at the end of the seventh film and the rest of the movies are them kind of like fantasizing well, we, he's still around. But not necessarily who, who a theory. Said that to me? Well, I I said it would make sense. I yeah. mean, I don't know if I, I don't believe that the filmmakers have that in mind, but it would make yeah, it just makes a little more sense. Cause you were saying like everyone at the end of seven is wearing white. It seems like it's sort of a heavenly, like yeah. I think an ocean is kind of a metaphor for passing into the afterlife. Yes, I, I I still and as those of you who are listening will will find out as we go. I still feel they should have just ended it at seven, and you know what I mean. Like yeah, they, they could have made. Look at how every movie after that made what a billion dollars, something like that, something crazy. Yeah, you can't throw away a franchise like that. I know, I know, but still, you well, know I what agree. I, mean? I do think it would have made it for a better ending, and we have yet, arguably, to have a good movie after seven. I mean, I think nine is a little better than eight, but it still wasn't great. But we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to have to. I, yeah, I'm going to have to really like get to the end of this movie to decide because nine was painful. This was painful, too, I remember. But like I'm so far removed from the pain because I haven't seen this movie since. God, what maybe what year did it come out? 2017 or 2018? I I saw it before the movie came out in theaters. Like I went to a press screening for it Mm. um, and that's the last time I saw it. So it's not as fresh as nine was, but I remember not liking nine at all. I'm wondering what I will like um, less, but I I just wanted to bring this up because you guys were talking about, you know, um, 
the Paul Walker situation. Did you guys see that uh, Paul Walker is going to have a cameo in uh, Fast X? Noah. Yeah, they just uh, they just announced that Paul Walker's daughter is going to be in Fast X as like. Oh, a I thought you said Paul Walker was making. A yeah, you cut out for a sec. So it sounded like oh, you were no. saying Paul Walker. His his that's daughter. Why, that's why I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his his daughter. I, I wonder what they're going to do with that. Like, if they're going to try to connect her to the Brian character, if it's just going to be like, hey, she's on screen for a second, then she wanders off. I'm interested. We shall see. Yep. Dom surges forward, catching up with Raldo as the engine bursts into flames. They turn into the final stretch as Dom keeps driving with the car literally on fire under his feet. The windshield bursts and Dom has no choice but to flip the car around and keep driving in reverse. This is where I checked out. (laughs) I I kind of thought you were going to say that. See, I know exactly. Like we were saying earlier, like we each have kind of a different line, and I totally get that that's yours. This did not bother me. I look. I I will say this. Um, rewatching this, I was surprised at how um, much I was enjoying it. And if you think about it, the whole like you know, yeah, you're driving a car that is essentially going to explode. It's a bomb. Like that's that's so much drama and so much like tension. That like I was really on board and I was like, wow, like this is well shot. This is well acted because, you know, like I said, like Vin Diesel was really hearkening back to the tone of his character in the first movie. Letty was looking really, really good. Like I was having a good time. And then the bollocks happened. (laughs) The bullshit happened. And I was like, ah, you lost me. You lost me so hard. It is mind the bollocks, Anthony. It's silly, but to me, it's not outside the realm of like I'm, it, I. I can suspend my disbelief for this. No, not me. He's really no. good at driving backwards. He's shown that in all of the movies. <laughs> just so but he's dumb. lightened the car so much. We we didn't need it. We didn't need it. There was enough going on to where it was just like you know. No, we didn't. It, it's. I mean, I agree with you. I I agree. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But from a Hollywood sort of movie writing standpoint, you needed something crazy at the end of the race. <sighs> yeah, and that's what it not, was. Not. I get that. Not my thing. Not my thing at all. Like I. I thought it would have been great had he just been facing forward and you know like done a maneuver at the end to get out of the vehicle, get it safe away from people. Had that glorious explosion, not necessarily in the ocean because. That's gonna kill a lot of fish, man. Like that. Well, no, kinda... well, hang on, we haven't quite got to the finish line yet. They they near the finish line. Dom's engine blows at the exact right moment, sending him over the finish line just inches ahead of Raldo. Which is hilarious because it implies he would not have won had it not been. Wait for it. Fate. A little bit of luck. Yeah. yeah. Damn it, Vito, that's true. You know, I don't know if that was intentional or not. I hope it was, but that is a good point just based on where the movie sort of goes from there. Um, Yeah, because he would not have won that entirely on his skill, although that was definitely a large part of why he won. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The crowd comes to celebrate with Dom, but he can't control the car, and he tells everyone to look out as he jumps from the car, and it goes flying into a barricade by the ocean and launches into the air, 
from the force of the impact. About Yeah, it launches like a fucking rocket into space. Like the shot, you're looking down, you're like, the people look like ants. Yeah. Am I the only one who was like, why are these people? Like, first of all, no one's alarmed that a flaming exactly. automobile is hurtling at them. Second, why do the people run out in front of the flaming I mean, that's like Darwin's, you know, Darwin Award recipients at their finest. Like, I've never seen people run in front of a, fl- well, I have, but like, who does that? You know what I mean? And he's yelling, look out. Like, who's going to be hearing him yell, look out as as a, 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 a as a flaming thunderbolt comes at you? You know what I mean? They're like, hey, let's stand here and wave. It's so like they dumb. wanted to hug Dom's car or something. Like, I'm oh, going to please. hug him anyway, even though I burned to death. I, I hug him anyway. The car sinks to the ocean as the crowd cheers. Uh, Fern and Letty drive up as the bad guy pouts in his car. Dom picks up a small island girl as all the people cheer around him. him. He's like the people's hero. Like, like he's suddenly surrounded by children. At, at exactly. The, at the end of Temple of Doom. You know, no, it's, it's like Rocky Two or something. Pita, I there were a couple of women running out. Pita, Raj, like at the end, you know. Now you see the power of the Rock. <laughs> the Rock's not even in this movie until twenty minutes later. Yeah, it was not only just the people there, presumably getting drunk and dancing. It was suddenly like a group of school children. Yay, literally, dude! It literally becomes the end of Temple of Doom. Like, there's tons Papa of color. Don. They're like, now you see the power of the rock when, you know, the vegetation came back to the village. It's like mm-hmm. he saved all of Cuba. It's, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. That was the yeah. part that actually loses me yes. at this point. He I'm didn't like, win a when, race. He liberated people, the country. When people ran, <laughs> was Cuba cut off for so long that they didn't realize that a hurtling fiery molten whatever coming at them is bad were they like it's still american we're gonna embrace it even though it will kill us i assumed they were a bunch of dumb american tourists they were just there for the party and didn't oh, oh car race yay <laughs> like those it's like those people you see on the instagram videos where like there's yeah. a bike there's a bike race and the woman tries to run across right in front of the bike and or you it's know. they're trying to take pictures at the place where the sign says, you know, don't stand so close or you'll get blown away by the jet engine or whatever the hell. You've seen these. Yeah. Anyway. You're right. This this just proves to me that people are stupid and that they'll keep coming to see these movies. So I guess it kind of all ties That's together. right. Present well, company per- included. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love these. Fuck yeah. I'm dumb as fuck. I'm going to go see all of them. <laughs> exactly. Well, her purpose served. The little girl gets set down by Dom as Raldo approaches him. Raldo says, a deal's a deal. You you won my car and earned my respect. Dom tells him to keep his car. His respect is good enough for him. Did you notice the the wonderful move that he does? It looks like he's punching. Like he put, he balls his hand to a fist and he like punches the hand back. Like, like he slowly. gives him his keys, yeah. Yeah, but he like punches it. It's 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 like a really weird gesture where he's like, they got to see my bicep in this shot. <laughs> you know, um, I love the fact that Raldo, two minutes ago before the, before the, uh, the race is a total dick. He's like, oh, so that's the kind of businessman you are, huh? Dishonorable. And then suddenly the guy, now that the guy respects me, he's like, you're all right now. <laughs> still That's a piece right. of shit still selling yeah. cars to the united states you know yeah. you could verbally abuse my girlfriend anytime buddy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know what i'll let you even take a few pot shots for free 
<laughs> oh boy. Uh, as Dom and Letty start to walk off, Dom tells Fern he's sorry about his car and then tosses him the keys to his car, saying that Ferns was too slow for a Toretto anyway. You have to there, there's something I do want to point out. There's the shot when he does say keep your keep your car. It's it's a two shot from the side of like Dom and Raldo, right? And then cousin Fern is standing in the middle. And when he says, keep your car, cousin Fern turns away. It's like that acting trope where they turn away. Like what, what is he doing? You know, like you see in all these movies that no one does in real life. And then, so he's, he's disappointed that Dom has, has, uh, has not taken the car because I think he was going to get it from him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think he was thinking Dom was going to give him that car. That's the impression I got too. Yeah. And, you know, just to go back to the extras thing, there's a very noticeable sudden addition of an extra right in the middle of the scene, the crowd scene here. I rewound it a couple of times because it's kind of where Dom and Raldo were talking and the crowd is gathered around and she's not there. They cut to Dom. They cut back. Suddenly, this tall blonde in a very bright pink top it was just a very strange jumping up look. and down. Yes, yeah, yeah. she was. Yeah, very excited. Cheering for Spider Man. <laughs> that Cuban casting couch, guys. I'm telling you, it's That's right. the Cuban casting couch is real, man. The triple C. Everyone <laughs> cheers for Fern getting Dom's Impala. They're very happy about everything that happens. Uh, that evening, Dom and Letty are in their room making out and laying in bed naked. He gets he gets the signature ass lift in there, you guys. He did. That's right. I noticed yeah. that. Dom Dom is looking out the window as as people in movies do. They stand at the window with the cla- with the, uh, the 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 curtains, curtains flowing. flowing. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like a total eighties trope. She comes up behind him. She massages his muscles a little. He turns around and then he lifts her up by the ass, which is like, <laughs> do you th- do you think Vin Diesel was like, this is a character trait that's going to go throughout? It's a, it's the a audience motif. will love it. It's a motif. It's like poetry. Callback. It's callback. Yeah. So hey. when I pick her up by the ass, they're going to remember that I do that in all the movies. And the no, 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 he did it in the first one. I yeah. think it was specifically a callback to the first movie. It's like, guys, remember when I grabbed your ass? We're gonna I do wish the again. entire movie was a callback to the first movie. That would have been great. <laughs> They're ripping off VCRs. Just yeah. shit's about to get really <laughs> off the rails. We just brought VCRs back to Cuba. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so they're they're in bed. Dom is smiling, and Letty comments on it, saying that she remembers when he smiled, which is a good sign for her bout of amnesia. Letty says, <laughs> it's all coming back. Your memory's coming back, baby. You remember I used to smile and enjoy life. I would argue that her amnesia is never back. mentioned again. Yeah, well, that's yeah. He's he's just sad that she's remembering what life was like. He's like, now I'm stuck with it forever. That's right. She remembers everything. No getting out of it. Uh, Letty says that she was thinking about the dad and son mechanics and that it made her think of what Dom would be like as a dad, not holding, not seeing him hold the little girl after the race, but talking to a mechanic in his late 20s and his dad made her think about yeah, Dom. I, I thought about that because I thought that was why they had the shot. Of why she picked kid. up. Exactly. Because why you would know, she, would, she would go, oh, you know, he'd be a really great dad. That's exactly what I was thinking. I saw you with that little girl after the race. You, the the mechanic, right? Anyway, I know that the the guy that was in it for ten seconds who had to use a boat 
engine to uh yeah a boat motor to make his car run that that's the guy that made you think wow i'd love to have children who is old enough to have a kid himself like it wasn't like it was a a 14 year old kid it was right. a grown adult uh dom jokingly checks under the sheets to see if she's pregnant and then asks if that's what letty wants in one of the worst lines so far in the series letty says it's not about what she wants or what he wants it's about why they haven't asked the question. What? The question you know what is, it, what is the matrix? He <laughs> sat up all night. He sat up all night thinking about that. What is the matrix? Am I Neo? <laughs> is that you know, why I always win these races? Because I'm the one? I I swear to God, I was I was expecting to hear, like, it's not about what I want. It's not about what you want. It's about fate. Or family yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought they were going to interweave like the whole like word, you know. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, that's that is somewhat better dialogue with her saying, "You're always talking about family, isn't it?" Time we started one. Or yeah. We know. Like, why haven't we asked the question? What does that even mean? Well, you just what did. question. Yeah, like, should we have kids? I guess it's pretty. It's pretty hard to have kids when you've been jet setting around the world. <laughs> yeah, when you're on the run from the law, terrorists for twenty years. Yeah, you know what I mean. Totally. I gotta, I gotta unload these VCRs. I don't have time to make kids. <laughs> well, I got time <laughs> to make them. Uh, time to raise them. Hmm? Oh, you broke. Oh, we, you we broke lost up, your, buddy. Oh, we lost. Oh, you're back. You're back. Not to mention, there's a significant amount of time where uh, Dom thought she was dead, and and oh, also oh, another. Down. Now you're a little too loud. I'm sorry, buddy. All good. Is you... is this better? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, also, there's a significant chunk of time where Dom thought Letty was dead, and another significant chunk of time where Letty had amnesia and wanted nothing to do with Dom. <laughs> uh, maybe it's it's it's. That's Pretty, why we didn't ask the question. Yeah. I mean, there there were other things going on. Um, sometimes. How, how awkward is it to ask your amnesiac girlfriend, isn't it time we had babies? And she's like, who are you? Uh, Dom <laughs> should have said, haven't you seen the previous films? <laughs> I got him on. <laughs> I got a VCR and I got him on VHS. So I can show him to you. <laughs> exactly. That would have been horrible if they had shots of him watching a TV show in their better days, you know, with yeah. her going, Who's this skank? And him uh, going, Oh, I remember you. the old Letty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh we actually get no answer from Dom, but instead cut to the next day where he's walking down the street carrying a bag with a rose and a baguette. I can't <laughs> believe okay, that I, I needed to point this out. Because it's such a cliche when you're in a foreign country to see people going to the store to get a bagel or a baguette. Yeah. There's also a shot at the opening of the film during the montage where you see someone put a, a baguette into a bucket and somebody pulls it up into their window on like the second floor. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what is this? A fucking Italian uh, movie from the from the depression? Like who does that? Hey, I got you bagel. Hey, hey. I mean, like it, it, it's just silly. It's kind of very cliche. I know. know. Is that like a Cuban? I mean, I guess Cuba has baguettes. It seems like they just seem like a very sort of almost French thing to me, like the rose and the baguette. Right. Uh, you know, anyway. Cubans have bread, Zach. Oh, I know. I'm sure that they do. They have their own version. I'm sure it's called something different than a baguette. Uh, 
But Dom runs into a woman having car trouble. He asks if she needs a hand, first in Spanish, which she doesn't understand, indicating that she's just a regular old tourist. I like how she's like, huh? When he <laughs> says that, she's like, what? Huh? I know. It was a very cliche, but I also thought it was, you know, a good way to – I was well done with getting the information across that they wanted to get across. Yeah. Uh, she accepts Dom's help, and Dom says it sounds like she's not getting any fuel. She asks what brought Dom to Cuba. He says the same thing that brings everything, everyone else, culture, people, beauty, and then asks – And the baguettes. And the, and the roses. And the car races. And the baguettes. Yeah. And then he asks what brought her to Cuba, even though he just said why everyone comes to Cuba. She says for work, and Dom says it must be casual Friday. Even though it's Wednesday. <laughs> That's a, it's uh, a horrible line, by the way. It was kind of dumb. It's like, it's like she's clearly not at work, you idiot. She's <laughs> stranded on the street. Like hey, he's trying to flirt. Because we haven't mentioned it, but it is Charlie's there. And I mean, 12, 12 yeah. minutes after he just had a conversation with his his return child having a baby he's like i may as well flirt with the chick with the with the culturally appropriated hair braids with the dreadlocks so Uh, they're locking me in um then the woman gets all sinister looking and she says how's that honeymoon going dom and did i mean is it a honeymoon though because at the end of seven wasn't it implied that they had gotten married back in like fucking bandoleros or something you know, like they've been married since civil- 1991. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> They're common law. <laughs> uh, this is interesting because mine cut off a lot uh, sooner than oh, really? where you guys are at. Yeah, it literally cut off uh, at the point where like she like kind of lifts up from the car and like you like see her and she's still wearing the sunglasses and like Dom kind of oh, like approaches her. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have another option as far as which version to watch. I didn't either. I watched him on YouTube, and there was no theatrical cut that I had access Uh-oh. to. Uh oh. That's all right. I, There's going to be guess, little differences, but I guess we're sticking with this. <laughs> is that <laughs> is this where where you are, Vito? I mean, you still have a little bit left, right? Yeah. No. I. Uh, yeah. I. I watched. It's it, not too uh, much longer. I watched but... the um, theatrical version. Okay. Well. Suddenly suspicious, uh, Dom can't help but let the lady know that her fuel relay is missing, but she already knows because she took it out herself. Dom says he likes to play games, but he's in a rush. Charlize Theron tells him that this is a very different kind of game. She says something much greater is at work here. It's fate, motherfuckers. Dom says he makes his own fate. Charlize says, not today. Swear I'm almost done. She basically says she's been following Dom and has put a lot of work into getting him into this exact location. Dom says now that he's here, what does she want? She says she wants Dom to work for her. And that's where it cut for me. Okay, so I'm reading this. It says that the director's cut is 12 minutes longer than the theatrical cut. Oh, fuck. There's no additional gore, although additional F-bombs have been added. And supposedly Ethan Hawke makes a surprise appearance in a scene that was cut from the theatrical version. Fuck. So we we will. That's okay. It's okay. okay. We'll uh, we'll figure this out. Um, I I have a question. Mm-hmm. I thought that 
they had a prior relationship. Like this is the mm-hmm. first time they're meeting. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Man, I, I am I am having the Mandela effect because I could have well, sworn like they had like <clears throat> adventures together at some point. I think it gets a little more convoluted in like backstory uh, in nine, but we don't find out any of that stuff here. Okay. And I, I could have sworn like she was like a past fling or Mm-mm. yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. You'll just have to find out Anthony. Apparently. But so, no, I don't believe they have not met before. No. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't think guys that the changes are going to be that dramatic, even though it's an extra 12 minutes, it says, that the scenes that are new are character based, so occasionally it's just a. That's my of jam, bro. Yeah, That's and as a result, too. it says Roman gets to be more hysterical. Cipher and Dom's uh, oh, verbal boy. duels are longer, oh, uh, and other characters just get a little more screen time, so it shouldn't affect the story. Okay, well, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm a completionist, but since uh, the version I have is theatrical, I'm fine with that. If you guys are, I'm actually. I think I'm going to go because. I, I downloaded uh, – I got like a special deal. I think, Zach, you gave me the thing where I could download all the, the movies. Mm-hmm. So I have both. It, it allowed me to I'll, download I'll, Okay. That. Well, then I can watch – well, the problem is that our schedule is so insane. If we can try to do this every weekend, I can purchase it on YouTube, and then I've got it for a month. I, I may have I don't mind various means that you can – All right. Well, we'll talk about that off air. Yeah, then. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's where we are. And like I said, this opening I thought was was I was fine with it. Like at this point, when I watched it the first time, I was like, "This isn't bad. I'm into this." It's a, it's 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 a pretty solid opening, honestly, and it's really beautifully shot. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, I yeah, even during the the stupid ending of the race, like <laughs> I was on board with the race up until he did the reverse and won the fucking race in reverse um it yeah i i was enjoying it and i was surprised at how much i enjoyed it because again i remember having a horrible time in the theater um and even even the little like character moment the dialogue's clunky but i think it's well acted like with uh letty and dom in the the bedroom mm-hmm. um but yeah it this movie's going to just go off the rails and Oh yeah, I think the next yeah. scene after this is the scene where I was like what wait, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like this I, is stupid. I, I we'll think see. I know what you're talking about. Uh yeah. yeah. Uh good good start. Um and it's it's really interesting and it makes a lot of sense because of what Vito said where it was trying to kind of harken back to the first one and I wish more of the movie did that because I would have liked to see uh, Dom calling his friend that's still alive, Brian, just on the phone. Hey, that thing actually worked. I used it. Why can't yeah. you do that? Right. It almost killed me, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Don't we- to be fair, there is a VCR heist at the end of this movie. If you guys recall, it's there after VCRs. So that's uh some that's okay. the MacGuffin. Not, not all, not all the jokes uh, land, folks. Uh, what if uh, I have a question for you guys? Mm-hmm. Remember when everybody saw Die Hard four and they were like, "That movie was terrible." But then when they saw Die Hard five, they were like, "Die Hard four wasn't so bad." Like, what if? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't like any in my head canon. After Die Hard three, there are no other Die Hard movies. But 
you know, four I hated. And then when I saw the fifth one, I was like, it was so bad that it made four look like a masterpiece. Essentially, it made four came up without having to do anything just because five was so bad. Yeah. And and so I'm wondering if this one isn't going to look way better in retrospect now that we've seen nine. But see, that's the thing is I don't think I hated nine as much as you guys. Like I find Fate of the Furious worse because of all the humor that doesn't land, all the just the goofiness. Like nine is is aggravating from a narrative standpoint and there's like stupid parts. But I felt like Fate of the Furious was just like goofy. But you you might be right. It does beggar the question of the theatrical cut versus the director's because it's like the daredevil director's cut versus the theatrical it's not it's still not a great movie but it's oh, far better with with, with the extra better. stuff mm-hmm. yeah and so i wonder if the director's cut because a lot of times that like i like in the the thing that i just read f gary gray said it's all character-based stuff that he put in there so it might improve yep. the movie exponentially just by his cut i don't know why studios don't let directors have cut but for me there's three directors cuts that completely like make the movie a million times better uh, you know what four i'll add four um blade runner i, I think mm-hmm. the director's cut of blade runner makes that movie a lot better uh daredevil i i think that the theatrical cut is just intolerable and the director's cut like adds in a lot of things that i actually really liked as a daredevil fan um, still not a perfect movie, but like it's it's enjoyable. I have a lot of fun with the director's cut. Um, the third one is uh, Kingdom of Heaven, Ridley Scott's Kingdom I've of heard, Heaven. I've heard, oh my the director's god, cut is dude. a completely different movie. And that oh, it's yeah, I, I almost walked out of the theater when I saw that movie, and I remember being at Barnes and Noble and they had it for $14, the director's cut. And I hadn't heard anybody say anything about it, but I'm a completionist and Ridley Scott is my favorite director. So I was like, you know what? I'll buy it. And like on the little, they had a little sticker that said like, you know, like two and a half hours longer or whatever. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I threw it in and like, no, it's a completely different movie. It's so well done. The stuff with uh, Ed Norton as like the, the king is like just fleshed out it makes sense and yeah it's a gorgeous film wonderful wonderful film and the theatrical theatrical cut literally like pissed me off to the point where like i'm not the type of person that gets dramatic and and walks out of movies like i will just sit there and endure it but like i was watching that movie and i was like i have to get the fuck out of here this is just pissing me off the the director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven is 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 amazing, well, I, and mo- more recently, this is just my opinion, but um, the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. Yeah, total, hard disagree, but yeah, I don't but I don't mind. Wrong, we live <laughs> in a society, but Love I don't it. mind getting the YouTube extended version. If if Beto has access to the extended cut of eight, I don't mind getting eight, and then starting next episode, we can go. Do the I'm gonna, I'll, I'll see if I can get you my login for the movies anywhere because it literally just has those those films on there. You know, but it's, it's from the directors. It's cut. from the version that I the the box set I have yeah. is the codes I gave you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. maybe I'm missing something on the DVD. I don't know. I all that to say, um, I don't think that this extended cut is going to change any of our minds about the quality of this film. I. 
I don't see that happening. Yeah, no, you're right. But uh, yeah, unless it unless uh, the Rock is not coaching a soccer team in the director's cut, I don't think it's salvageable. Yeah, well, uh, the distinction is it's not a director's cut; it's an extended cut. That's what it says on YouTube. So uh, there, there is a little bit of a difference there. Either way, we will cover the film in its entirety and uh, get into the nitty gritty of the really the awful side. I think <laughs> but it'll be fun. Damn it. It's, it started so well. I, I, I think yeah. honestly, like this is one of my, like we have to three. finish it. Yeah. I think it's one of my top three openings for the, the fast and the furious movies. Wow. It's, it's, it's a pretty damn plummet. good opening. I was, it is. That's why I was wondering if it, if maybe in retrospect, it's going to be way better than we imagined. No, 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 no. Because uh, I remember there being like I, I, I liked the the opening, and there being a distinct like, wait a minute, yeah. once they got to the rock stuff. <laughs> so I'm interested to see what you think. All right, yeah, I am too because I don't remember this at all. Well, we're about to <laughs> now In agonizing detail. We're going to we're going to try. I know we've said this before. We're going to try to stay on some sort of normal schedule here. Maybe it's every other week. I don't know. But one I, way or another, we will continue. I, I think uh, we will try to aim for every other week and I'll try to be more prompt with my editing and uploading. And we still got to get on Spotify. Ah, Come on. <laughs> does anybody, does anybody want to intern Andy. for us? That, that'd be great if we had an intern. Uh, if there's something I can do to help, let me know. Yeah, just get get us an intern. You just that's keep fine on narrating, with, all right? With exposure, you just keep up with those flawless openings. <laughs> yes, all my flawless openings. Oh well, uh, but see, like I said, the movie has has lost a step. So hey, we're right there with it. Only natural. Just that we keeping keeping pace with the movie. Damn it! It was it was a uh, thematic. My hmm. opening th- this week. <laughs> so, yeah. but not not problematic no not at no, all not at all with that we will we will say goodbye to to the opening of fate of the furious and prepare ourselves for the remainder of the film and the series 